Get ready for the podcast. I address anything on my mind. On time with the lines and the lyrics rhyme. And you know you can press rewind. Podcast, you can talk what you want to say. Here go the microphone. We can talk all day. I got time to listen to your thoughts. Feedback. Just let the man talk. And welcome to the Wolf's Den Podcast, the podcast for gamers, to gamers, and about gamers. Today, we did a recorded session. This is the first time I've ever actually did that, but I did not do it by myself. I did it with a special guest, Namaste Woken. And what we ended up talking about was gender equality within the gaming space. Things did get a little bit weird sometimes for me personally, because this is something that I have never gone through but I have seen people go through and I have actually talked about it on stream. So I wanted, and I wanted to make sure that everybody was covered and that way we can actually come together as a group of guys and girls to be able to lift up and support other female gamers that have gone through so much throughout the space of Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, anywhere they girls in gaming are attacked on a nonstop basis. So I wanted to make sure that you know, we, I, this was covered at some point. Now, Woken is also a gen, not only just a gender equality type of gamer and streamer, but she also runs her own Call of Duty League uh, tournament that is called Call of the Ladies. It is hosted all the time. I ended up editing out a video one time and went and just went to go lurk and I got caught up for two hours actually watching. This was discussed in the podcast as well. So, I'm just going to let myself and Namaste Woken take over from here. All right, guys, we're sitting here with Namaste Woken. I think I said that properly. Yep. Yep, you did. <laughs> All right. Took a, took a little bit of time here, but we are going to be talking about gender equality for the most part when it comes to content creating as well as gaming in general. Uh, this is a topic that I actually wanted to get into because, well, you guys have that have been here for the podcast have met Vesmi, have met Sadie's, and have known their story of what happens, or even if you follow them on Twitter, what exactly has gone on for them. So this is somebody that is out there actually trying to promote gender equality in a way of, you know, doing tournaments and putting it out there. I'm just going to let Woken actually take that lead. Why did you want to get into doing something like that? So I accidentally kind of came into the attorney world in August when the Activision lawsuits came out against the company and um, uh, the details were released on exactly how poorly some of the women were in that company retreated to the extent of an employee losing her life. It was very um, disheartening for a lot of us um, who were passionate about the game. I've been playing Call of Duty since I was 13. I wasn't able to tell my friends in high school that I played video games because... <laughs> You know, it was a different, it was a different, it wasn't normal for girls to play video games it 10 was years ago. It was, it was a different, a different world. Yep. It was a different world. And so when the Activision lawsuits came out, I was a part of something where we got a bunch of women together and men together and we played games for a week on stream only developed by women. And that was so much fun. And I saw a lot of good change come from it of games that people didn't even realize were led to be developed by women. A lot of people who were like, I didn't know that. And it was amazing to see the spotlight kind of go on them for a week. And when that was over, I was trying to figure out how to bring something similar to Call of Duty 
And so when I was just sitting in my room brainstorming ideas, I came up with what about an all ladies tournament? I did not even consider it would get big. It was supposed to be a community event to get some of the creators I knew involved, spread awareness. We were going to talk about um, gender equality and the importance of supporting women in this space, especially other women. And it kind of turned into something a lot bigger than I had anticipated that first month. Um, we had some big name Call of Duty girls join us. Um, Winnerella's heard why I was doing it and wanted to get involved. She brought Queen Shadows, Queen Biddy, and Sam Lovely on. They were amazing. Um, they they won the first tournament. They gave me a lot of good feedback. And then one of them messaged me and asked when the next one was. And I kind of was just like, there was never a plan for a next one. But if this is something you guys are interested in, I can like maybe plan another one. And so we did a rebirth event in October uh, after the September event. It went awesome. We got a lot of girls that hadn't entered the the, the comp scene yet involved um, and they were able to network and meet some of the girls that they really looked up to and play against them and it was a very interesting way it kind of started developing because I didn't realize how unsupported the female side of competitive gaming was until I was involved in running the tournaments and I was having conversations with these girls asking for feedback on how we could make things better because I am very new at this and a lot of them were telling me like the fact that I was running these at all was amazing because there aren't a lot of title title tourneys for women. There's not a lot of big, big prize point tournaments for women. And I know women that put 10 plus hours a day into this game. They are devoted. They want to compete. They are testing their boundaries every day. And it kind of developed into this passion of doing it for them and also seeing how far I could take it. Um, at this point, we're starting to branch out into other games. Um, I actually started a company LLC last night to encompass it. Um, we have filed trademarks. Like, it's actually getting real and serious, and it's all because the ladies told me they felt underrepresented, and I was like, okay, well, I'm very passionate about women having a place in gaming, so let's change that. And it kind of is just what it's turned into today. Yeah, you know, and I did see that, actually, before we went on. That you wanted to start like a, an apex version of the tournament as well, you know? It, yeah, yeah. Um, we, it, uh, we 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 talked about it last night, and it's it's we're starting the the process of getting it started. Well, I want to say congratulations on Thank starting <laughs> this company. You know, you've had a this has been a very big week for you in general. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's been wild. Yeah, you and me, we first met when I got partnered with Gamer Advantage, um, mm -hmm. and I was thought that was really cool and everything i did i have seen your name out there especially for respawn <laughs> yeah. recruits i did see that mm -hmm. uh i competed yeah. as well and in fact you and me both got the final vouch together yeah wild and right I, I think there were now, two other people with us yes and uh one wild. of them and better actions i believe is one of them and he's a he's a pretty cool dude i like him yeah i actually followed I, him too and it's like this is awesome it's yeah. awesome to find other creators through that stuff Right. And then you're now officially partnered with them. Yeah. Wild. <laughs> so, so it's been a pretty big week for you. And, you know, this is something like you were saying 10 years ago, I'm 27 years old. So 10 years ago, I was a senior in high school. There mm -hmm. was no female gamers in my high yeah. school. Yeah. Not one, I, not one that I would know of every, yeah. when I was playing like, uh, Modern Warfare 2 and Black Ops 1 and stuff like that. Those, oh, Black Ops 1 was where I got started with Call of Duty. We, we were we were all guys. 
yeah and we would we would be out there talking about it with and we would have girlfriends and stuff but none of them were interested in playing it was That's it was weird the funny part i was always the girlfriend that was down to play <laughs> Right. I mean, I'm trying to get my wife to play more games. Like last night, mm-hmm. we, I did a community night and we played Among Us and she actually played a couple, a couple games with us. That's so, a great way to get her, get her started and involved. So, uh, yes, female gamers are highly un, underrepresented um, to the point that I, I can't remember exactly when it was, but Twitch was doing a big tournament or hosting one, I believe. And they made it a requirement where... Each team had to have one female gamer. Do you, I don't remember. It's, it, it's I, awesome seeing more of these big tournaments start adapting to letting women come into this space and actually make a name for themselves. Right. Um, I know that Sweet Tales was a part of the tournament. Uh, Donya J from Carnage Clan. She yep. was actually one of the uh, captains. Yeah. Are so you talking about I, the World Series of Warzone? That must be it, yes. Yep, yeah. She had, oh. With Husker and Sean Jay, and she brought in each captain. The way it works is they split into three teams, and each of them could pick their team, which concerted, like, involved other a bunch of other creators, and then they got paired up to compete. And it was really awesome to see not only women playing across the board in all the teams, but the fact that they picked a female captain with Sean Jay and let her pick her team was absolutely amazing. Yes, she has absolutely earned it. Um Oh, 100%. I'm a big fan of Carnage Clan. It's my dream Mm -hmm. team. So she is is running the revolution of female gamers right now. She she brings to the table something even better, in my opinion, because she she brings in the conversations about race and gender and making a place for herself. And the fact that, like, she is so unapologetically herself, she does not conform to whatever this space would want her to be. And that is so inspiring for a lot of us because she she puts on such a strong head and she's so talented and she has that respect. Just like she holds herself in a way that she demands respect. And I absolutely love that. Exactly. I remember when uh, she had a fire at her house and she lost everything from her PC, her consoles, her monitors, her chair, her desk. Everything was gone. And within a couple of weeks, she had everything back and better. And it was amazing. You know, sometimes you just build up from those moments. Exactly. That was it takes a, a that, special person to be able to do it too. It, to come back from something like that, and sh- that was yep. that was right around the time that she was really getting more involved. It, it was like the start, and something just tried to put a roadblock in front of her, and a hard roadblock, and she came back from it. So that was something that we can say as a community, we came together for, and she. Like you said, she defines everything that people want to see in a female gamer, especially. Mm-hmm. Does I I've seen it where everybody wants to go and see a girl who's wearing these crock tops and stuff like that. They don't care about skill level; they just want to see the girl for their looks. And it's it's sad that that guys actually want to go out and see that kind of stuff because that's not what what it is. Before we move on, I need to discuss my partners. Gamer Advantage is my glasses wear that I use on stream, on TikToks, and YouTube videos. Gamer Advantage is a company that specializes in anti-blue light glasses. As a gamer, we need to keep our eyes happy and healthy. Blue light can and will destroy your eyes in a matter of time if you look at screens for a majority of your time, such as TVs, monitors, phones also. 
I am someone who doesn't wear glasses, so even if you don't have or need prescription, you can still purchase them to help protect those eyes. And if you do wear a prescription, like my wife does, you can put your prescription to Gamer Advantage and they will have them made just for you. Your insurance can cover these by reimbursement. I have even heard stories of folks having them reimbursed without having a prescription. So make sure you guys go to GamerAdvantage.com and check them out and use code 65 at checkout to save 10% off your entire purchase. This is only available in the U.S. at the moment with plans to expand once more soon. So follow them on Twitter at GamerAdvantage for all the latest details that are up to date on products and deals to come. And if you don't like the product, send them back with a 30-day risk-free trial. So again, code 65 at checkout will save you 10% off your purchase at GamerAdvantage.com. But what are your um, views on, on something like that? I think that in any way a woman wants to succeed, she can. At this point, um, women have sexual been sexualized for the profit and pleasure of men for so long that I love seeing women on Twitch doing whatever they want. Um, with the basis of things like the hot tub streams and the ASMR, like that kind of stuff, I do think sometimes it pushes the TOS. Um, I like to remember there are 13-year-olds on this app and they are allowed to be here. So sometimes it, when decisions are made, I kind of weigh them in according to TOS, should this be allowed. But as women, they are completely and full free allowed, like allowed to do whatever they want with their body. Um, and, and if their content is, I know many women who play this game and they wear crop tops on stream. They wear what makes them comfortable. They wear tank tops and they are actually incredibly cracked at this, this game and have an amazing following that are very loyal and actually mostly women. And then I also have friends who only wear sweaters when they stream and they have an awesome personality and they're known for their cracked skill. I think the women, the best part about women coming into gaming is they're starting to learn and they're starting to take like authority over the fact that it is their space and they get to do whatever they want with it. And there's going to be a creator for everybody. Everybody has their type. Everybody knows what they want to see. And for the most part, um, viewers connect with the personality of a streamer, no matter what they're wearing or what they're saying. Um, a lot of my community connects with me because of who I am inside and they see it. And so I don't think, I don't think it is fair to say that it isn't. It, it, I don't, I don't like when people come into the scene and there's, it's almost like there's a certain type of women that are accepted and there's a certain type that aren't. And in my book, if you really want to see women grow on this platform and and come to a place where we are completely equal as women, we have to make that decision and that conscious effort to support one another. Even if what they're doing isn't something that you would do, it doesn't mean what they're doing is wrong. No, and I get that. So I, I just want to clarify that I'm not coming to I'm at I'm doing questions based on what from, some people yeah, would actually say from you know the whole community i got you exactly i i'm gonna mm -hmm. branch out i might flip on one side to the other so i i'm one of those people that i'm very middle ground i have to be very unbiased when it comes mm -hmm. to when it comes to things so i didn't clarify that one earlier so just making sure got that it. you do understand that because yep. i i know that people that are listening are probably going to think well you're thinking one way but why are you saying it like this then? Because that is an actual like thought process and viewpoint that some people have. Exactly. So uh, these will be a lot of these questions, especially for you guys, the listeners are going to have to 
understand that I'm going to be asking questions from all across the board. I've been doing this for four years, so I've been seeing, I've seen it all. Yep. So when it comes to like girl, a lot of the guys will go out there and say, these girls are only successful. They're not really good because of their looks and stuff as well. So that's why I yeah, wanted to my bring favorite, that point up. My favorite response to that is focus on your own content. Like if if a lot of these people on the on on Twitch would take half the energy they put in on spreading hate to other creators on internalizing it and figuring out how to be better, this space would be a lot a way better place and we'd have a lot more talented, amazing content creators. And basically my my thought process, I've had that conversation where people I've actually had the statement I only admin my tournaments because I must have slept with the owner um, from random random kids that joined my customs lobby on a Monday and found right. out I was attorney admin. That's just abuse that as a woman you go through. And basically every success you will have is going to be undermined by somebody um, back down to either your sexuality, your physical appearance, using your boobs, whatever they want to use to diminish the fact that you're successful and they're not. And I take the mental, like the mental game in my head is basically these people say these things because they wish they could be you. They, it's not, it's not the boobs. It's not because I'm a female. It's because I had a good idea and I ran with it and I'm dedicated and I'm hardworking and I'm personable and I have everything that they don't have. And it's sad that instead of the natural human reaction being to be admiring somebody who's doing what you want to do and find a way to replicate it and do it in your own way. Um, a lot of people's immediate reaction is going to diminish it and make it seem like, well, they got it easy when it's not easy. It's actually a lot harder to be a woman in this space and become successful. Um, I'm not talking like small viewer average, like small community. If you look at the top 10 earners, the top 20 earners is Twitch. You're not going to see women. No. That's just, that's just the way it is. And so it's very disheartening seeing so many, many people in the gaming world not realizing the shift that's happening. And it sucks for them because they're going to realize their behavior is so unacceptable in the coming years that they will be pushed out of their own community because they just can't accept letting in women and letting in the fact that we can be successful here and not blaming it on our gender, realizing that we do bring a lot to the table. Most of the women gamers I meet are extremely hardworking, especially the content creators. They're dedicated. I know girls who put 10 plus hours in these games. They want it and they want it bad and they're going to make sure that they get it by putting in the hard work and the determination and the discipline it takes. And it's not their fault if most people don't have what it takes to do that. No, exactly. You know, and that's where my next thing would be is like when it comes to females, I've seen some who have done excellent or, and even those that are still trying to grow mm -hmm. and everything else, you know, like, uh, there's one female gamer, uh, Starmalade. She's been doing this for a couple years now, and she's slowly on the grind. She's slowly on the grow. And it takes time. Yep, everybody's growth is different. Exactly. And then Sweet Tails. She randomly started get, getting big because of TikTok, only be, mostly because of it. And it's also mm -hmm. her personality and her, yep. her vibe. She is funny. She's yep. She is an entertaining comedian on Twitch. She's an entertainer. Mm-hmm. She's more of an entertainer than she is a gamer. 
And that is what makes it awesome. Yep. So this, the Call of Duty tournament that you run, the Call of Ladies, is what you call it, right? Call of the Ladies, yep. Call of the Ladies. Now, so this is where you got your, this was supposed to be just a one-time deal that turned into yep. something bigger. Yep. Mm -hmm. So when, when I first came into your Twitch earlier this week, I told you before we started, I started watching and I got hooked for a couple hours. And, and, <laughs> yeah. And I was supposed to be editing a video. I never finished that video <laughs> until like. It is a little bit of like a little uh, a black hole when you come in. You get attached very quickly. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I even said these girls would kick my ass in Call of Duty any day of the mm -hmm. week. And it's, oh, they kick my ass all the time. <laughs> it, it's just amazing to, to watch and to be able to see it's an all female tournament and they're all doing mm -hmm. excellent. They're all doing mm -hmm. well, but they're also mm -hmm. there to bring each other up in everything as well. Not just to sit there and trash talk like us guys like to do for some reason. It is definitely a different, uh, definitely a different kind of overseeing atmosphere with the female tournaments. I actually haven't run a male co-ed tournament yet um we have one coming up soon for a semi-annual event and it's an interesting perspective to find that if you come into our tourney chat not just not just like coming into my stream and watching me admin the tournaments um there's actually an entire chat going on inside the discord that only the tournament girls can see and something that made me feel so passionate about this space was actually witnessing what happened in those chats um, sometimes, you know, disagreements and disputes come up in there and rules are broken, but the girls always maintain very respectful and funny and they are so supportive of one another. Like they call each other out for great plays and they'll, they'll say things like, oh my goodness, that was so hot. I could kiss you. Like they are so supportive of one another and it gets, you know, sometimes they get in fights and it gets catty, but that's just anytime you get a bunch of people who are very passionate about something competing against each other for it. That's that's part of the game. But down to the core, I think that the majority of the female COD community wants to see it grow. And they know that the best way to see it grow is to really be supportive of one each of, of one another. And and I've noticed as the call, the ladies has come out and grown and gotten bigger. We're starting to see some of these big tournament name holders um, pulling out tournaments that are huge for for the ladies. The Neon Knights tournament that EFUSE put on. That was amazing. And from my, I, when I found out about it and I was watching it, I was in tears because I was just, this is what I'm passionate about. This is what I want to see more of. And I'm starting to see it. And you're starting to see the shift that there is a space and a hole in the esports world for women leagues and women, women centered events. And the, the, the potential that they have in the space. And it's amazing. It's so amazing to see people come in because, you know, a lot of people come in my chat and they see the girls and they see the energy and they see how hype we all are. And that's what they get hooked on. And it's that passion that we all have to see this be a better place and that we are going to be the forefront and always be an example of how we can make it a better place. Right. And that's exactly what hooked me on from the start. It was just the energy. You brought mm -hmm. in great energy and you were, I believe, roughly 13 hours into it at the time. Yeah. Yeah. It like, can go on for a long time. Like that just showed even that long of time after 13 hours, I think I would just be halfway asleep. 
Yeah, yeah, but you can't. You're working. I'm on the clock. <laughs> yeah, you're working, and you're also doing something that is good and spreading positivity as well when it comes I, to two things. I always have that kind of energy, though. I don't know if you know this. I completed a five-day long subathon that went for 120 hours in I December. I yeah. saw that when uh, when you and me started talking a little bit and then you got partnered mm -hmm. with respawn you were talking about that and yeah that that's something else uh you you did mention something a little bit of a personal life issue that i didn't even know about because well we're kind of new to each other we've only mm -hmm. been we've only known of each other for like three months yeah so do you want to talk about that a little bit like uh like oh my scoliosis yeah, I, I don't want to oh, bring, yeah. I, if you want yes, to talk about no, that, No, that is to totally you. fine. Um, I have scoliosis. I was a cheerleader and an all-star cheerleader for, for many years, and I developed scoliosis, and I broke my back when I was 15 because of it. And so I had slipped two discs and had to go through physical therapy for a few years. So I used to have a chair that I got off the side of the road when I started college just so I had a chair at my desk. And that was what I was using for gaming for a long time. And my chat was noticing that I would get really uncomfortable. Um, I would be fidgeting and I would, my energy would change. And it was because my back would start to hurt. And I didn't want to tell them for the longest time. I didn't say anything. And um, it was actually one of my mods who was like, hey, is everything okay? Like after you've been streaming for a while, you start to seem like you're in pain or like something you're uncomfortable. And so I told them that, yeah, I have scoliosis. And my chat actually funded my chair. They raised the money. We set a tip goal. They raised the money for it. I waited two months for it to come back in stock because I had wow. talked to another creator who said that it was the only chair that she, she had gone through a couple gaming chairs and it was the only chair that she said that she felt she could sit in because it actually had amazing lower back support. And so I said, all right, I'm going to wait. I waited two months for it to come back into stock. Once it came back into stock, <clears throat> I talk about it on my stream all the time. And that's actually how I ended up getting partnered with Respawn is they came in or somehow they saw me talking about it on my stream very positively. And um, it was be during the subathon at some point when I was like, guys, I would never have been able to finish this if I was in my old chair because I would have been so uncomfortable. And now I don't have to worry about that. And it's unlocked this ability to do these way longer streams because my energy can keep up. It was my body couldn't. And now that I'm in a comfortable chair and I feel like I can like actually be present the whole time and not in pain, I found out I can go for days, apparently. <laughs> Five days to be exact. Yeah, and I, I only cut it because I missed my kids. I have two little kids, and that subathon was the longest I've ever been away from them, period. And so I at, I reached a point where I was just like, I, I got to cap it at this point so I can go spend time with them. Because our kids are number one, you know, I, mm -hmm. before we, everybody knows that I have a son and I have another one on the way. So, and our kids are number one. Um, that's why I wanted to start doing podcasts as well, just so that way, maybe I can open up another door and maybe then I can spend a little less time over on the content creating and just podcast mm -hmm. because yeah. I, this is a great way for me to be able to spend more time with my son that's why we i set the time that we did just because nap time son, yep nap time and you said nap the exact time. same thing <laughs> yep i so, schedule almost all of my meetings between noon and 4 p.m there we go yeah so that way we can spend time with our kids yep we have like my my office is completely made in a way that my my two-year-old plays in here during the day when i am working on convent tenant 
or I'm doing stuff online, as long as I don't have my cam on with people I don't know or I'm streaming, she's almost always in here with me. And it's the best to be able to do both both worlds. See, I need to turn my little area into a kid-friendly area. It my, made a huge difference. <laughs> my son has been on stream a couple times, but it's only for just a couple minutes. And Yeah. Same. But she's she's I, popped in on accident a few times too. <laughs> oh no, I purposely have brought him in. Like, look at the baby. I'm my thing with um, I keep my kids off content, but that's just like my personal thing. Anytime your kids aren't the center of it, I don't think it matters. Exactly. They're like, not he, like yeah, he, they're not he's your not viewers the aren't there for your kid because he's not the center of it. They're there for you, and you know, it's just like a little glimpse into your real life. Exactly. Um, I I I when it happens, I I try to keep them off just because I'm I'm a woman who has not talked to people I shouldn't have talked to on the internet. I know what's out there and my girls are very young and they're girls. So we try to keep them off, but there's been a few times she's run in and I'm like, well, she's here. Do you want to say hi, say hello? And then my mods will just like watch to make sure nobody clips it and we'll just delete the vibe. Yeah, and it's, it's a lot of fun because I don't get to do that a lot. And when the crossover happens and I get to see chat react to her, it's almost a really special moment of like, Here's an in more intimate look into my life that you guys don't normally get to see. Like everybody knows I'm a mom, but you guys don't see that I'm a mom. Yeah, it, it is weird. And, you know, it, at the start when my son was born, my wife was like, I don't want you posting photos of him, this and that. Mm -hmm. But it ended up happening because you it's, adapt. A good, it's a good way to connect. And he mm -hmm. is not the center of the attention. That's just the way it's going to be, but I will show my, I will share my life with my viewers just because it's, it is something that there is a, that difference. He's a, mm -hmm. a little boy and I'm a man. Yeah. You're a, you're a mom. With it is. Little and girls. unfortunately someday and my whole passion of what I do is that someday it won't be like that. Exactly. And that's why But for I'm, now it is <laughs> sadly. And as a, as a father to a son and an unborn son, it's my job to teach them to respect women. Yep. If you're going to do what has happened that I have seen and what you have brought up, then we are going to have a problem. I'm going to have a problem with my boys because that is not the way I'm going to raise you. You're not going to sit there and look at a girl like they're eye candy. You're going to treat them with respect no matter what they're doing or anything. That's just the way it's going to be. Because gotta respect their people. Yep. Mm -hmm. Women are people as well. You know, this isn't 1870 whatever. Got a little bit of passion right there. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a good it's a it starts the next generation of gaming. We we're setting the tone for the generation coming. And that's what I that's why I try to tell everybody we're not going to change everything overnight. We're not going to make this perfect overnight. But what we are going to do is start the conversation and normalizing women in this space and normalize giving them opportunities so that the next generation coming up, it's not video games are for boys. It's, no, it's wow. Look at these. Like, I'm so excited about this video game. Video games are so so versatile too like there's fps games like i'm more invested in the fps that's the what i've always been passionate about then you remember there's so many kinds of games you've got animal crossing there are men and women 
who play Animal Crossing on stream and have entire communities around that game. Mario Kart. Like there, there's so many different styles of games and types of gaming that it's, it's, it's driving the conversation of the one thing in common across the board with video games is that they're for some reason still marketed and still thought as of something for the guys. And it's been the past few years where that's changing and you're starting to see that video game developers are starting to realize that there's a whole entire demographic of gamers that have been neglected that they're starting to make content and games for horizon zero dawn i talk about this a lot on my stream when people ask me what why i'm so passionate is uh so horizon zero dawn was the first game i played as a woman where i was playing a woman character where i felt that she represented me so well and that i was proud that she was the female lead character of that game she wasn't over sexualized she was a character that was made to be a woman and they did it so well and they made her so strong and they didn't over sexualize her. She looked very human. Like she felt like she was a character that I knew I and a lot of other women could like connect with. And like we found representation in her and the storyline was so good. And it's one of the, it's a best selling game now. And it's amazing to start to see that shift, not just from us. You're starting to see this shift in the entire gaming industry where it's kind of like a little bit of a push from everywhere. The game developers, the streamers, the gamers, the tourney organizers, like across the board from all aspects of gaming, finding this common ground where people are starting to shift the energy slowly over time. And that shift is what I drive my passion on is I've seen it. I was a gamer 10 years ago. It is not the same. There is so much more representation. We have a long way to go, but we've come pretty far. And it's so inspiring for some of us because we've we've been so devoted to this and to finally see the shift coming. Like I see gaming being in a completely different place in 10 years. I see my kids being 12 and 10 years old and they play video games with their friends, whether they're guys or girls, and they all are really cracked and they all respect each other. And I see the dynamic and in, inside the video games, Killcoms, like, not being so toxic. There's nothing worse than being a girl and opening your comms in Call of Duty. I know oh, so yeah. many women who are too scared to do it. And that's sad. And I see this this energy shift where it's basically it's gonna come it's gonna become either get with the program or get shit on by the pr program because now other especially other male streamers who support this and want to see it too, they're not quiet about the fact that they don't support men who treat women this way. Like you see tournaments will be run and somebody will make a tweet and it's his friends that are like, dude, take that down. What are you doing? That's not, that's not cool. That's not respectable. And it's amazing to see that it's not just a fight made by the girls at the bottom anymore. The, the fish rots from the head down and it's nice to see the entire fish and all entireties are trying to change it better and right, get rid and of I, that. And I think with YouTube and Twitch uh, mixer when it was around and now youtube streaming have really changed the dynamics when it comes to female content creating and gaming in general mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. like i said 10 years ago i wasn't i didn't know almost any girls that game whatsoever yep. to where 10 years ago for you you were the only one pretty much and now that's exactly what it was. Now we're out here and we're seeing thousands and thousands, mm -hmm. millions of different 
females gaming in their own different genres of games, whether mm-hmm. it be first person shooters, racing, sports. They they everybody likes what they like. Yep. So it was it was weird. Like my the first female gamer that I got really into watching was Loser Fruit. Okay. She is an Australian uh streamer. And what actually got me interested and hooked onto her was Courage JD. When they were at an awards show, mm, okay. he shouted her out to being the first female Australian Twitch streamer to reach one million followers. And on Twitch. It was amazing. And all she did was Fortnite. She was really she... good at it. She was really good at it. She didn't and she she didn't do anything special. She just earned her right after doing it for yep. so many years. So that that's why that's when I figured out like there are so many more girls out there that do this. This was at the start mm-hmm. of me getting started into Twitch because I didn't know what Twitch was. I never heard of it. Still didn't know many female gamers at the time. And this was just four years mm-hmm. ago. Yeah, I think the pandemic also pushed it heavily. Um, the pandemic caused a lot of bad things. But one of the good things I feel like it did for the gaming world was it pushed a lot of women into this space that had no idea that there were so many other gamer girls. A lot of us, TikTok, like TikTok was a huge credit to that. I feel like everybody started getting on TikTok. It was the thing to do when the pandemic started. We were all bored and making banana bread. And and then it kind of turned into, I got to this side of TikTok where it was other girls playing video games. And that was like shocking for me because I literally in my real life did not know a single other woman who played video games like regularly. I played them every night with, with my partner And so it's nice to see something that was so negative and so awful for the world actually kind of helped the gaming world because without TikTok and without all of us being forced into our homes, I don't think we would have had this huge jump we've seen the last three years where it almost like was taking steps towards the right direction. And then we took like a giant leap. Um, and, And I think the women started to realize that there are way more of us than we thought. And if we start talking to one another, we start forming a community. Um, With a community comes voice. And so like with the call to ladies, something that I'm very passionate about and the way I I operate it is we do not only pull in big title holders. We like to pull in basically anybody who's interested in playing. I try to get them in. I try to find somehow whether I put them on a team. We do KD cap tournaments once a month to make the girls pick people outside of their comfort zone. Um, Because in my opinion, the more the community grows, the more of us who know each other and speak to each other, and the more of us that are kind of on the same page together about what we want, the louder and bigger our voice will be. And it's very hard to ignore something that's getting louder and louder and louder. And it's going to be a very, it's going to be very amazing to see um, how in the next two more, two more, three more years, five years, we start to see what started a couple of years ago with the pandemic starting can lead to huge, huge, huge changes in the gaming industry where we're seeing it being forced to be gender equality in there. And, and the games are, are addressing both genders and they're making sure that everybody feels represented and where language around the games has changed to be more inclusive. And just that in general, overall for everybody 
because none of us like gatekeepers. None of us like being told we shouldn't like a certain game or we're trash at it. So we should just remember that everybody else is a human too and they like what they like and just let them like what they like. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's one of the big things when it comes to to the gender equality is you've seen this uprise and this growth and it's just... Yes, the pandemic kind of screwed over a lot of people in different ways, and it hurt a Mm -hmm. lot of people in so many ways, but I feel like content creating itself got bigger and it got better, and it brought in a bigger competition between each Mm -hmm. other, not just in effect of, okay, this is my opportunity to grow a little bit bigger. This is my opportunity. No, it brought in people and actually made them who they are and it allowed people to show their personalities Mm -hmm. so and that's where like sweet tales lately for me has been like one of my favorite people to watch um, on stream on stream on tiktok because she is just entertaining she makes me laugh she she makes me smile so Mm -hmm. um it it's not that that others don't it's just the way her personality is Everybody finds the creators they connect with. Exactly. Even though that's the important part to remember is viewers are people like you are a viewer. You are a person, you're a content creator too, but we all have even viewers who stream. We all have that viewer status of, we know who we like to watch. And it's kind of like a nice reminder to remember that everybody's content is going to connect with people differently and there's going to be people who love it and there are going to be people who hate it. And if it's not your style of content, just move on and find your streamer, find your exactly. content creator. Um, for me, I, I watch a lot of that ginger girl. She's she's a content creator for Call of Duty um, and she inspires me like nobody, I think, ever has inspired me more um, just because of who she is and the energy she has and the way she holds herself and her standards and her intelligence. And that's who I enjoy watching with my time or my friends Nikage or Pixel pixel x kitten like they're you connect with who makes you actually genuinely like their content yeah no and it's there there's three specific girls out there for me that i really that i do know and i enjoy their content and that's princess peach uh she has not been a guest here on the podcast i hope to have her one day um she's in the uk so our times are really really messed up oh that makes sense and then uh, Vesmi, who has been here, and as well as Sadie's. They were the, they're the only two girls that have actually been on my podcast um, to showcase themselves and to actually get to know people, let them know about them and who they are and mm-hmm. why they do it. Mm-hmm. And it's, they are, like, Sadie's is now branching out into actually making emotes and stuff like that live on Twitch. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's awesome to see that she is passionate about it and she is doing awesome with it. She, everybody's got their style and what they like, and it's amazing to see that that they're just they're out there to be an inspiration. There, no nobody thought about doing this full time until recently for them. Yep, I never thought that I would be full time six months in. It's six months in being full time. That is an awesome thing. Able, that's an amazing accomplishment in itself. It was wild. Yeah, wild. There is a there is definitely for the people who are passionate about this space, a place for them and a place to grow. And you never know what it'll turn into if you just 
I, my thing is I keep my head down. I stay in my own lane. I focus on what I've got going on. That's it. So here's the, here's another thing is, and then we're going to get ready to wrap it up a little bit here, but like when people come into your chats or into your tournament or your discords, even though they've been verified to join, um, but they bring in a negative, a negative thing for you. What is the, what do you get do rid to of try, and con- try and counter that? Just get rid of them all together. Yep. yep. That's uh, there. And I know that seems harsh and a lot of people, you know, give people a chance. My thing is, is I am not just holding a space for myself. I have a community that has, um, for the majority there, uh, the people who started with me are still around and we've just gained people and more friends and, we do a lot of Discord activities. We do Tuesday movie nights. Like, I owe it to them to make sure this space stays what we all love it to be. And if one person comes in and is taking control of that or change the vibes, it's just not meshing well as a group. Um, I'll just tell them like, hey, my my space just might not be the space for you. And that's just the hard fact of it is I make the hard decisions because that's what I feel I owe to my community. Um, we've had a couple instances where we've had people who come in and they don't necessarily break the rules, but they don't connect with anybody and they're, they're being very negative or they're being just not the vibe that we want. I am very, very, very strict on everybody in my, in my community, especially in the discord community has to be welcoming and inclusive to all people. We welcome all people from all, all places of life. I believe that, um, most people who come to Twitch, for community is because the community they have around themselves and their IRL life is not supportive and welcoming. They're trying to find a place where they feel like they belong and they have friends and that people care about them. And so if somebody comes into my space in my discord and they're not giving off the vibes that they care about people and they're welcoming towards people and they're making just, I had one person, for example, come in and all they did was talk in the call of duty. Um, channel that we have and all it was was basically putting other people down whenever they would post something positive and basically be like oh yeah I got x amount of kills like literally every day blah 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 whatever it is it might seem discreet but for me the core yeah any any kind of energy like that for me my core community is what one is what financially supports me in this they believe in what I'm doing so much that they're willing to spend their money to make my dreams come true. I don't take that lightly. It's something that took me a long time to get used to and accept that it was okay that they wanted to do that for me and um, and to let myself like, okay, I'm going to m- make sure that what I'm doing is for them. And so if somebody's coming in and they're being rude in your Twitch chat, like don't be scared to get rid of one viewer because what can happen, and I've seen it happen to so many creators, is if you tolerate that bad behavior, that negativity, that person that you can feel is changing the environment and the vibe of the entire room, there will be people that you don't want to leave who will leave because it's not their space anymore. It's been taken over by somebody else and they're controlling the space. And I don't like I don't like giving up that control. So we will usually just let them know like, hey, it's just viewer and content creator. They have to connect together. It can't just be one sided. And that's just how I feel about it. And so I've always been adamant to just quickly let the people who are coming in who, you know, it's not your vibe and they're not probably going to stay and this isn't the community for them. Just go on their way because there probably is a community out there for them. And that's what I tell them a lot of the time. I might not be the space for you, but I'm sure with how many 
millions of streamers there are on Twitch and how many different personalities and you will find your space. Um, and that's like a lot of the re that time when small streamers are asking me for advice and I'm telling them this, it's because what decisions you make every single day will decide who your community is and who your community is, is going to be based off of what you allow to be happening in your space around you. And it's okay to take power over your own space and set your boundaries, even if it means that, oh, you might have lost a viewer or two. Those viewers probably weren't going to help your success in the long run anyways. So it's not really going to matter about that one or two viewers that you might lose because of the toxicity from them particularly, but mm -hmm. it's a matter of the one or two viewers that want to be there for the right things and want to help you actually grow into a fantastic content creator. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a, it's a tricky mindset to get into because I'm also a person who like, I like to take people and think of their intentions first. And I hate punishing people for, you never know when somebody's having a bad day. Like one of my things about Twitter that I've gotten used to now is if I tweet even remotely something, subtweeting something negative that happened, I will have so many people in my DMs are responding and be like, who was it? That's not something I believe in. You never know when somebody's having a bad day. You never know when somebody's just not putting their best foot forward. I keep all of that private, but I keep a mental like mental little like note of it. Um, and so when small streamers are coming up in there and you can, I've been in a couple of streamer friends of mine where you can tell when you go in, it is so obvious when you go in and you can tell that there is somebody taking up the space and your core community, when you do something about it, they will appreciate it. I have had members message me and tell me that they felt weird talking in my gen chat because of somebody that was there um, and talking constantly and making really weird off-sided comments that weren't necessarily bad, but that you could tell that they weren't exactly, they were off-putting um, and it was making people uncomfortable. And I, there's one or two things you can do there. You can keep that one person around for their one view, their one view, because you're worried about the numbers, or you can just kind of gently remove that person from your community and continue moving forward. And the people who are there will appreciate that and stick around. And then the people who come in in the future they won't have that person there that's pushing them out and they'll stay and your community will grow organically over time and be what you want it to be. If you keep control over that from the get go, I've always had that mindset literally from the second month I started streaming where this is, this is not just a safe place for them, but it's a safe place for me too. It's where I, I spend most of my free time in my discord chatting and doing things and playing games and I want to feel comfortable there too, just as much as they do. And so it's definitely my discord. I know a lot of streamers treat it like whoever comes in, comes in. And for me, it's like, okay, anybody can be in my stream chat for the most part, but because the mods can do a great job of moderating, but my discord is a, that's a privilege in my community. Not everybody gets to be in the discord. Um, and that's just the way it is because that's not just my, that's not just a networking tool for my streaming. That's also when I started streaming, it was supposed to be make friends in my discord. That's what it was. It was people I made friends with and enjoyed being around. And that's kind of what I've tried to keep it to be throughout time, because that's why our discord is so welcoming. Like you said, when you came in, it seems so great. That's why it's because slowly we have grown over time and brought in people who share the same, the same viewpoint I have where everybody should be treated with respect everybody. We should stay positive when we're around this. We have a support space when things go negative, but for the most part, keeping things happy and more lighthearted 
and giving people just a place to come and feel like, okay, I can relax here. I can take my shoes off and crack a beer and just chat and hang out with a couple of people. And it's not weird. There's no pressure. Nobody's trying to like take over the space. It's literally people who have now just become friends because they share the same space hanging out every night. And that's to me what it means to be that successful content creator at this size is being able to give that community sense to so many people successfully. It's not easy to to negotiate with 600 people and keep them all happy in the same existing in the same environment together. Now, have you actually gotten rid of somebody and then I'll say like a couple months later, they've come back, they say that they changed this and that. And you give them a second chance at all? Like, is that even a thing for you? Or has that not happened to you? Um, what, what what kind of situations could you possibly see or have you been a part of in that type of scenario? That I've never had anybody come back. So, you know, I treat everybody with the I, uh, intention matters. If somebody came to me and were like, hey, I was in a really bad place in my life. I'm really sorry then I would probably invite them to come back to stream chat and hang out with us, get to know a few people, test the vibes. And then, you know, if you want to come back to the discord, go for it. I've just never had anybody with most of the people that I end up kind of soft blocking out are people who've only been there for a day or two, 90% of the time. Um, and I'll just check the vibe real fast. Most of them just disappear. Like I'm going to be real. They, most of them just disappear. They move on to the next community. That's just the way it is. And I don't mind because, you know, maybe the next community or the next community after that they find is like their home space and it's people like them and they have the same mindset and they want it that and that's great for them. It doesn't it doesn't mean anything bad towards that person. It just means that my space wasn't it. Now, if you had anybody just <clears throat> leave themselves and actually, you know, just come back at some point or does everybody that just leave, do they just never come back whatsoever? We've had a couple of members who end up leaving themselves after like some people go through hard days and then they, they'll put a lot of it out there and then, then they'll have a mod be like, Hey, you can't put all of that at a public setting. Some of it can be very triggering to other people. And a lot of people come to the community to get away from a bunch of that stuff and then they'll leave. And then I've had a couple of people DM me and be like, I had a really hard day. I'm really sorry. Can I come back? And I'm like, yeah, of course. Like you've always been an awesome community member. I get having an off day. 90% of the time when I have to like kick somebody um, or get them out of stream chat, they have not been there long enough to form a connection with me or other community members. Now, have you had the situation of people that were in your streams or even in your games with you that you grew really, really close to that for some reason they started putting off some really bad vibes that you just need to be able to remove them or, and how difficult is that type of situation for you? Uh, it's a hard conversation. Of, I've actually recently done that where it was somebody very close to me that I had to remove from my space. I had to remove them from my life, not just my, my Twitch space, but my life. And it was, sometimes you just got a way, not just, it's not just about your community. It's about your, your, your space too. Like if I can't be, my happy, energetic self around that person, um, and I've been through a lot of therapy, then nine times out of 10, that probably means that person's not meant to be in my life. And I think one of the reasons I have the energy I do and I have the positivity I do and I have the hype to be excited for the people around me is because the people around me that I interact with daily are also wonderful people who, 
who reciprocate the same kind of energy for me and they're filling my bucket and I'm filling their bucket. And if you're running into somebody who just wants to kick your bucket constantly in all aspects of life, not just streaming and content world, make the hard decision as early as you can to just separate. It doesn't have to be forever. Some people do change. And if they come to the conversation and and they say, hey, I've I've changed. I'm really sorry. The way I treated you wasn't fair. Give them a chance. But you can also have your guard up. And, you know, sometimes it's better to just go the other way. I know you guys play together every day. Your community probably knows them very well. It is not as scary removing somebody who's a part of your community as you think it is. Sometimes it just needs to be done. Now, I've seen on Twitter and other places, even on Twitch, where a female who she has removed toxicity from people that she wanted to keep somebody as just that one single view and stuff like that. What are your thoughts on something like See, I keep mine very private, but that's just, that is just me. I see a lot of those like Twitter longers. That's just not my style. Um, now I've seen girls go out there and actually just make a post and talk about it to encourage others. So what oh, are your man. advice for some people that are going through that kind of stuff? My advice for that stuff is I mean, if it's so big that you need to address it and people are asking, I understand that. I usually will just try to move on. Just do your thing, keep being happy, move on. Sometimes, you know, you can't do that. And it does turn into like a, you have to make a statement because so many people realize, and then it's a lot of talk in the back. I understand that. And it sucks. I've never been in that predicament where I felt like I needed to say something. If I did, I would probably end up saying something. Um, but yeah, I've just never been in that predicament before. Okay, so where's the best place that people can go and find you and even call the ladies? So that way they may be interested in getting into the actual tournament or even to just check it out and see what it's about. Best pl <clears throat> best place to get connected with the call of the ladies is going to be either my Twitter or the call of the ladies Twitter. The handle is now women who game. We are in the process of rebranding into a company. So if you at women who game, you will find the call of the ladies um, tournament. You can interact with their Twitter. That is one of the number one ways I think that people get recognized. If I see your face a lot, I will remember you. Um, and so I tell people when you see us announce a tournament, react to it, comment on it, engage with it, because I do see that engagement. I check these things every single day. I see repeated names and a lot of the girls that have come on to the tourney scene that normally don't get to play in the tourney scene are because the week of, you know, people drop out the week of. That's just any tournament. It's going to happen. And so I will post captain spots that are open or I will DM people that I know have been really, really wanting to get into one. And I'll be like, hey, if, you're, if you've got a duo, you're in. Um, that's the number one way. Joining our Discord, you can find the Discord link in that Twitter account. Um, the Discord is another great way because there is a space for you to at... Um, basically the tourney captains and say, Hey, I want to play. If anybody wants me, here's my KD. Um, I know a couple of girls that have been picked up that way. Vivid Chroma came in and that's actually how she got picked up by a friend of mine. And so it's really awesome to see that, that social side, like there is a human being seeing your messages. I promise. <laughs> um, we did recently expand our team. So there's a couple of people running the social side of things. Um, I'd say the only other way, maybe come into my stream chat, introduce yourself. Let me know that you're a female Call of Duty player. 
um, and tell me why you want to play. I have a lot of ladies who come in and they want, they just want a chance at the prize pool money. But, um, you know, some of the girls have made the biggest change in my heart and have played in some of the tournaments strictly because they've come in and they've said that, you know, our, our tournament has inspired them to think that they even have anything, like have what it takes to be in the tourney world. Like they didn't see, and that's what's sad. And one of the things that drives my passion, there's a lot of women who just don't get involved because they just don't think there's space for them because there's not very much space for women in general. And so giving them the encouragement and keep building a brand that encourages them to get involved because the more women who get involved, the stronger and bigger we are. That's been really awesome. So if you are a woman um, and you play any kind of an FPS game and you want to see more opportunities in esports for women, come follow us on Twitter. Come get get into the Discord. Engage in the conversation. Inspire other women around you to keep doing what they're doing because over time, you know, I'm hoping to see Call of the Ladies as a big name title holding tournament and then also running small tournaments for girls trying to get into the space, preliminary tournaments to earn spots in bigger tournaments for bigger prize pools. What we do will always be owned by a woman led by women for women. And that's something that I take very seriously. Um, and in the fact that as we're growing, if we bring on staff, it will be mostly probably women. Um, and it will be a lot of the women tourney players giving me feedback to change the rules we will be a league for the average woman in this gaming space to have a voice and to start making a change and just kind of see where can we grow. And exactly where can they find you yourself at? Oh, I'm at Namaste Woken everywhere on Twitter, on Twitch, on Instagram, on TikTok. That is my handle across the board. So if you search at Namaste Woken, you can find me on any social media platform by that username. So for anybody that's out there, because I had a, I struggled for for days and days and days. I didn't <laughs> hear how to pronounce her name. It is N A M A S T E Woken. So <laughs> took me a long yep. time to figure that one out. So yep, you thank- can find me anywhere. So make sure you guys go and follow Women Who Game on Twitter. I just personally did that myself. So because this is Hey, thank you. This is this is awesome stuff right here. Um make sure you guys go and give her a follow on Twitter as well as on Twitch. I, I brought that up to to you guys that that's how I got hooked and that's how I actually figured out who what this was. <laughs> and yeah. so you're an advocate for women in gaming and I absolutely love that. I would love to have you back again. It, yeah, for, of you know, if there, if there's something that you want to talk about and bring up, you are more than welcome to just reach out. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you for having me. No problem. So that is going to be the wrap of it, guys. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast right here, wherever you guys are listening. at. <laughs>